On this episode of The Playbook, I have the incredible Tay Sweat. He's an author, podcaster, YouTuber, but he also secures the bag. We're going to learn about how he not only makes a lot of money, helps a lot of people and have a lot of fun, but he helps a lot of people make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. He's my kind of guy. Join me on this episode of The Playbook. This is Entrepreneur's The Playbook where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success and what made them champions on the field and in the boardroom. I'm your host, David Meltzer. I have an incredible entrepreneur. This guy has become a close friend of mine just from meeting him virtually. Tay Sweat, he epitomizes what it's like to build an empire, to build a brand from coming from nothing except for investing in himself. Welcome to the playbook, Tay Sweat. Thanks for having me, Dave. Glad to be here. Oh, man. I am so excited to talk about Secure the Bag. Uh, It's an incredible thing that you're doing to help people make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun themselves. I'm on a mission to empower people to do just that. And I'm always looking for a 1,000 taste sweats to empower a 1,000, to empower a 1,000. And, uh, man, you have made it happen. What was the mindset when you were young compared to the mindset of the man that created seven, eight, nine-figure businesses with Secure the Bag? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, I'd say the biggest thing for me was um, scarcity mindset uh, starting out, you know, growing up poor, you know, with a single mom, raising two boys on less than $20,000 a year. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all. And we tend to like to hoard or hold on to things um, when we're, you know, growing up poor. And that creates this whole mindset of, oh, man, I can't give. I can't do this. I have to save it all for myself. I have to, you know, and it really stifles your growth. It holds you back in all areas of your life. Um, I grew up uh, around, I'd say 12 to 13. I started gaining a lot of weight. I ended up being 300 plus pounds. Um, do you, do you think, Jay, I wanted to ask you this before about, mm-hmm. you know, you weigh over 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I have uh, still from growing up with a single mom, six kids, $17,000 a year. Um, I have some dietary issues, meaning I, I eat fast and it took me years not to have to clean my plate. And I got especially heavy when I was cleaning my daughter's plate because of my relationship with food. Do you think the relationship you had with food was one that was an energetic one, a scarce one that transcended even with money and other things in your life? Absolutely. And, and that feeds right into that scarcity mindset that I mentioned, because we were taught clean your plate. You don't know when the next you know, food's coming. Right. You may not tomorrow. So get full now. And, you know, we don't waste food. There was plenty of, you know, uncomfortable <laughs> things pushed on us, you know, growing up poor. It's like, hey, I don't care how full you are. Finish that food. And yeah, it, it kind of creates a habit that I, I've even carried over into my adult life uh, where I don't waste food. I don't like to waste food. Um, and I have to shake it out because it's still scarcity mindset. Um, and, then- and you ask. Ask me, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you got it. Well, I was going to say, you asked me, you know, what, what differs between then and now. And the way I consider it now is I just have this abundant mindset to where, you know, there is no cap on 
what comes into my life, what flows into my life. Um, so I'm always able to give and give and give because I know more is coming. And, you know, you uh, literally were at health risk. You were at, at risk with all types of dis-ease. I call it dis-ease. Other people yes, call it disease. Uh, that literally may have ended your life, you know, in your 20s or 30s if you didn't correct or course correct. And you went from, you know, a, a vegan trainer because of the success that you have into um, you, utilizing that mindset into money. And I, I, I love you. You and I share one thing. It's the FU money mentality because uh, that's an abundant mentality. What does the FU money mentality mean to you? That's a great, great question, because that's one of my core principles even now is FU money is not a certain amount of money. It's a lifestyle approach. It's a ability. And what that means to me is whatever I don't want to deal with, whatever I don't like, I have the ability to say F you to it, right? So for me, uh, being overweight, being in poverty, having diabetes, having heart blood uh, high blood pressure, heart disease, those things I didn't care for. And coming to the point where I had enough money to buy the foods that I like and, you know, actually feed my body the way I needed to to get rid of those things, that's me saying F you to those things that I didn't like, the, un the unhealthy things. So F you money for me has been a really big thing for probably the last 20 years. Because it's a mindset, kind of like we say. So um, that's why I'm writing a book about it. That's why, you know, that's why it's all around me. It's in STB, the course that I have where I'm teaching people how to trade the stock market. Literally everywhere we talk about options and having the FU money because that's what it's about for us. And, you know, that FU money mentality also is one of giving, um, but it's also one of investing in ourselves, which allows us to give even more. You know, you're not an overnight success. You started your YouTube channel in 2006, and here we are 15 years later uh, rejoicing in the exponentiality. And as you know, and you teach compound interest, compound interest not just works in the secure the bank mentality, but it also works with what we give. And you probably given, you know, very few people give as much for free as I do, uh, but you're one of those people. Um, through transcending from the world of not enough, did you ever go into the world of just enough where you were buying things you didn't need uh, to impress people you didn't like uh, when you started making money or you started making a lot of money? Um, I honestly could say that I, I never really cared about doing that much. And the reason why is because I've been mocked almost my whole life because I was different. And, and the reason why I say this is because growing up in poverty, when you start reading books, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. we don't read, <laughs> right? We, yeah. we don't like reading, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, my favorite joke, right? Wasn't it Jamie Foxx that said, I hide my money in my books because none of my friends read and they'll never go look in the books? <laughs> 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 absolutely absolutely so yeah it, and that, that's the thing so i started reading at a very young age um for fun if you will and where i come from that's not that's not something we do so i was mocked for that and as i was reading i was learning how to eat and and you know take care of my health so i started being you know eating a vegan diet and fasting and doing things like that i was mocked for that and before you know it you know i didn't want to work a regular job i'm an entrepreneur i was mocked for that and before you know, I just I said, hey, I'm just used to people talking about me and being like the oddball that I don't care to impress people. So I kind of developed this demeanor about myself not to even care to impress people. 
honestly. Yeah, that's so good because, you know, I have evolved from, you know, everybody laughed at me, scoffed at me, mocked me, made fun of me, and then they always applauded me. And that was my motivation in sports is obviously looking like I look, nobody was picking me first when I was trying out. And I tell people all the time, even when I played college football, my senior year, you know, I, I was the team defensive captain supposed to start again. And I showed up and they got some six foot two kid from Texas coming in and they got me number two on the chart. I was like, is this ever going to end? Uh, and I think I went the wrong way. Um, and one of the things uh, that, you know, I wanted to touch on that I shared with you is I, I love, you know, ha having a sports car to prove to people I was successful. I wanted girls to like me. I wanted people to respect me. I wanted my mom to be proud of me. So I bought this Ferrari to impress everyone. And, and I bought the Ferrari for the wrong reasons. Um, and I used to tell people money doesn't buy you love or happiness, but it allows you to shop. And if you shop for the right things, then you're going to be happy. But that's not true. You taught me a valuable lesson because you own, I think, a Lamborghini. And at my first initial thought, man, why do you need to impress people with a Lamborghini? And then you taught me a lesson. Money doesn't buy you love or happiness. And if you shop for the right things for the right reasons, then it will make you happy. And so when you told me the reason you own a fancy exotic sports car, my heart sunk because I was like, wow, I'm always learning. I'm always growing because he's right. If I, I'm, I'm going back out and buying a Ferrari, by the way, so I can do what you do for the reason that you do it. I, I want to do it for the reason you do it. What's the reason you have such an unbelievable car? Absolutely, man. I, I love that, by the way. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's true. I went and I sport my Lamborghini you know, everywhere I go because I like young kids or not even just young kids, but, you know, people my age, even people older than me who kind of gave up. And they're like, hey, you know, this is just life because maybe I look a certain way or I come from a certain background. They give up. And I say, hey, I come from the exact same place as you come from. I look just like you. And I've been able to do this. How? They always ask, what do you do? sports are you a football player basketball player you're an actor are you a singer i don't know i read books i start businesses and i trade the stock market and i also teach people the stock market and they're like whoa you got that lamborghini by teaching and reading it's like yeah absolutely and to me that brightens my day every time i hear someone you know say that yeah that's exactly i'm gonna buy a great car and have and i know they'll ask and i'll just simply say it's from reading books and helping people uh, and uh, what a great way. And you've helped so many people in so many areas. You know, you've written these great books, The Wild Rabbit, How to, to Vegan Keto, OG Diet, uh, 20 Pounds Off in 20 Days, Nutrition Guide. Um, you're unapologetic about things. And I think part of the reason is that you're always investing in yourself so you can give to others. Um, one of the other remarkable things about you is one of the things with entrepreneurs today is, and you get this a lot, I'm sure. Should I go to college? Should I get an MBA? Should I get a law degree? Should I do this? And we both agree that everybody should be educated, but you need to do a timing and risk assessment the same way you do in the stock market. You got to do it with education. You made your own timing and risk assessment uh, when you made your first investment in your education. Uh, what was that investment and what was your analysis of why you would borrow money to get educated? 
Absolutely. I love that. Um, I definitely knew that I, I would have to seek out extra um, education outside of college or high school. And because I didn't, you know, go the college route, I knew you can't just give up. You still have to go learn. You just have to take a non-traditional route. So for me, um, I knew that success begets success, right? It, it just, it keeps flowing and growing and it leaves clues. Success leaves breadcrumbs and clues. So I, I had to go to someone who was successful. And the guy said, hey, you know, I need five grand if you're gonna, if I'm gonna teach you. And I didn't have it at the time, but I knew it was worth it. So yeah, I, at the time I was running a lot of my payment processing through PayPal. And PayPal at the time says, hey, we see you're running a pretty decent business right now. You're credible and we think you could have a loan. So I took a $5,000 loan out via PayPal and I gave it to the coach and he started you know, teaching me a lot of the uh, ways to scale up a online fitness business. And before you know it, I pretty much tripled my income <laughs> over like a two month period. And you did that by building a brand with very little or no funds. And I know that's one of the things that you teach people about. What is your strategy of building a brand without using a lot of funds? Absolutely. Uh, the, the first thing is, one, you have to find something that you're willing to do for free. So you need to love it so much that you're going to do it for free. The reason why I say that is because at the time and still now, one thing that I love the most is helping people, right? Teaching and helping. So the best way I teach people to build a business is to go out and help people for free. And that's where, of course, YouTube comes in. That's where my Instagram comes in. I just give a lot of information out and see who I can help. And before you know it, people will start throwing money at you because they're like, hey, I want more from you. Please give me more. <laughs> and all these people that you've attracted into your life, all these people that you've helped, um, you know, you have what I call the, an emotional circle, right? A lot of people may have an economic circle, an education circle, a philanthropy circle, uh, but you and I identify on an emotional level, right? We, we have energy and motion in a symbiotic way. You have an emotional circle of people, I think, that you all have a certain like mind, heart, and hands. Um, for you, how do you determine who to let into that emotional circle? What are you looking for? And how important is it to be aware of who you let into that circle? Oh, man, this is good because I, I feel like this is something a lot of people are dealing with and don't know how to get out of it or around it. For me, because I'm such a giving person, um, I don't know how not to give. So what I do is I keep my eyes open for who reciprocates the type of energy, whether it's emotional energy, physical energy, I, I look at that. So I will still give as a, a blind trust is what some people would call it. So when people come into my space, I will give, I will help, I will teach, I will tell you where to go, with what books to read, things like that, give you resources, give you time. And I see how these people use it. Are you paying attention? Are you following what I'm telling you to do? Are you actually, that's how you reciprocate to me. It's just to follow whatever or follow up with whatever I'm given. The people yeah. who don't tend to reciprocate, gotta let them go. <laughs> Yeah, uh, for guys that are involved in health, right? It's a the great chain of feeding. We feed those that feed us and mm -hmm. fire or fall away the people that bleed us. Um, 
The last thing I want to ask about is this interesting reconciliation uh, of balances in your in your life. And one of the things that attract me to you, as he told you, I, I very rarely get so excited about a playbook when I know someone. And I, I just know that we can help so many people together. You've helped over 6,000 people, especially in the black and brown communities, from plumbers to doctors to athletes to entertainers. It doesn't matter. You've increased their ability to make money so that they can help people and have fun. But there's a reconciliation, especially with Secure the Bag, with number one, you still talk about health. And then beyond, you know, the wellness and health side, you then talk about, you know, saving money, investing money, and giving away money. And utilizing the techniques and strategies and disciplines of wellness in order to effectuate uh, trading or making money. Uh, in these three areas of here's how you save money, invest money, and give your money away. Uh, how do you reconcile that health with those three areas of here's how you save it, here's how you invest it, and here's how you give it away? Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I, I learned um, when I was taking my certification for, I want to say it was nutrition it was about the hormones and one being dopamine, which is a feel good hormone. And when we do things like give, we tend to get a dopamine response from that, right? Another thing that we get from dopamine um, or out of dopamine is making money. So when you start looking at these things that give you happy feelings, they all go to hand in hand. So for me, I knew that, hey, if we eat right, if we're also making good money, because that means we can now take care of ourselves, take care of our families, and ultimately, you know, give back, which also increases dopamine. You can overall have a healthy and happy lifestyle because of all of this dopamine that you're producing. So that definitely was one of the things that made me intertwine it all together. Well, let, let me enhance that knowledge a little bit too. So uh, that dopamine not only uh, is given when you give to people and receive that money, but anyone that witnesses it, anyone that witnesses giving and receiving, dopamine is released and it's the most viral of all things on earth. And the greatest thing about dopamine, unlike other viruses that kill us and you got to wear masks and take vaccines and everything to get away of, dopamine the giving and receiving and witnessing of giving and receiving strengthens our immune system. It actually strengthens our immune system beyond other the amazing aspects of feeling good and creating happiness in our life, happiness, creating abundance, abundance, allowing us to receive more and give more. And that vicious positive cycle continues on. That's what secure the bags about. That's what taste sweats about. That's what I try and pursue myself. That is why we're so aligned you got to check out my man, Secure the Bag, Taste Sweat, the incredible entrepreneur. He is making a lot of money, helping a lot of people make a lot of money, and having a lot of fun with the F.U. money mentality. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Playbook as much as me. On a personal note, I just wanted to thank everyone for making The Playbook such a success. Don't forget to continue it by sharing, subscribing, and listening to your favorite episodes. This is Dave Meltzer with The Playbook.